This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Idea to Life podcast. This is the podcast for you if you're getting started selling products or if you'd like to create your own product to sell. I'm Vicky Weinberg, a product creation coach and Amazon expert. Every week I share friendly, practical advice as well as inspirational stories from small businesses. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to a very special episode. Not only is this episode 155, it is actually almost three years to the day to the very first episode of this podcast was launched, which is just incredible to me. I launched this podcast during a pandemic, which obviously wasn't the plan. And um, here we are three, three years later. I've spoken to so many wonderful product creators and people who support product creators over the last three years. And I have learned so much from absolutely everyone that I spoke to. One very popular episode I did, um, I think it was two years ago now, wow, was advice from product creators. So I ask everyone at the end of the episode for their number one piece of advice. And yeah, this is a compilation of some of the advice I've heard over the years. So I really hope you enjoy. Up first is Stephanie Orr. And Stephanie has some great advice to kick us off because her advice is all about just getting started. Just start, just try it, put it out there. I mean, I probably should take that advice myself because I do have about five new products sat here that I haven't put out in the world yet um but I think that is the biggest thing is you know put it out there it it might not sell but at least you'll know then and you can develop it and you know change it and hone it until it's something that does sell or it might sell amazingly and you know you'll surprise yourself and give yourself that massive boost of confidence to go again um so yeah I think it's you know just get started just get get it out there somehow some way whether it's your own website or etsy or pop-up shops or just put it out there and see try it our next piece of advice comes from mira bogle i really enjoyed listen to this piece of advice because I like probably a lot of us um, do suffer from imposter syndrome from time to time thinking why me am I good enough and um, I think looking at what other people are doing and thinking oh either I can't do that or why would anyone be interested in what I'm doing is something that can trip a lot of us up so um, do listen to this advice from Mira and take it to heart as well because it's a great great thing to remember. I think um, my top piece of advice is don't be put off by people saying, but that's already been done. <laughs> you, it doesn't matter because you're going to do it differently to somebody else. So don't, don't, don't go looking out into to your competitors or get overwhelmed by all the people maybe doing the same thing because 
just focus on your own uniqueness and your own creativity and put that into your product. And that will make your product different to somebody else's. So don't be put off by however many people are doing things in the marketplace. There will always be somebody who will be interested in what you are doing. As long as that product is, is a piece of you, um, it will work. So my next piece of advice comes from Ian Moore. When Ian's episode first came out, a few of you actually contacted me to say this advice really resonated with you. Um, It resonated with me too, actually. Some of you may know that something I say quite often is that um, done is better than perfect. I really do believe that. And I think Ian's advice is really good for anyone who sometimes can suffer a little bit with procrastination and um, putting off making decisions. So I've been trying to actually give this some thought. And I don't know if I could say that, you know, I'm definitely not far enough down the line to be saying this is what other people should be doing, but I can definitely say what has worked well for me. And I would say, if you're trying to make a decision, you're never going to be hundred percent sure. So for me, I was trying to get to, am I about 75% sure this is the right decision? And if it is, that's my threshold. And then I go, fine, let's go with it. Because otherwise you can just drag things out for so long trying to find the perfect, you know, answers, you know, the perfect shoe design or or whatever it might be. Whereas actually I'm like, no, is it 75% there? Yes. Good. That's good enough for me. And then I'll start doing whatever it is. And if it doesn't work and it just means you've learned faster and, you know, so, you know, when I'll give you an example, when we first launched, because everyone has to be mindful of, of the environments and stuff. We, we wrapped our shoes to post them out in um, paper with sort of nice um, eco paper tape on top. And it was like, yeah, this is the way I'm going, you know, 75%. I'm sure this is the right option. And we started and within a couple of weeks, I was like, nope, it doesn't work. Uh, just because of the amount of time, even though it was, you know, I mean, it was it's taken me sort of, you know, 40 seconds, I think, to wrap up uh, just a box by itself. But even still, when you're posting so many, it didn't work. But rather than spending ages and everything getting delayed, I made the decision. I started going down that path and I just learned faster that it did, does or doesn't work. And yeah, that, that's something which has really helped me. Next, we're hearing from Laura Gillett from Stompers Shoes. It probably won't surprise you to know that I absolutely loved Laura's piece of advice because it is all about the importance of research, um, which is something that I feel really, really strongly about. But um, rather than me tell you that again, I'd love you now to hear what Laura has to say. So I thought really hard about this question, actually, and I kept changing my mind. But I think my number one piece of advice would be to spend your time before you spend your money on really doing your research into your market, market, sorry, your customer, um, making sure that there is definitely an opportunity out there. I obviously knew the product well because I was the target market. I was the parent who couldn't find shoes and I knew exactly what a parent needed, but I had to still do a lot of research into what was available, how many other parents out there were having that problem before I decided to commit any of my own money to the project. Um, because the last thing that you want to do is get very excited that you found this niche or you found this gap, chuck loads of money and then realise that actually there isn't anything out there or there is something out there that you've missed. So I definitely think that spending your time before your money is a really, really important point to consider. 
So we've just heard Laura talk about the importance of doing your research. The next piece of advice follows on from this really nicely. It's from Louise Almond and Louise is talking about how it's really important to be willing to adapt your idea based on what you actually find out in your research. I think just have a have a really good plan. Like understand your customer, understand what it is you're trying to achieve because it can be very you can get a bit design fixated, I think. And I've seen a lot of other people do it. And you actually see my students do it. But, you know, you have this great idea and you just, you're a bit blinkered and actually knowing how it's going to work. Is there growth in it? Can it? Can the idea be adjusted? Um, can you add pieces to it? Uh, so, yeah, I think for me, it was just, I had to really make sure I understood what it was that I was trying to achieve. I had an idea, but if I'm going to make it a business, what, what do I really need to know and how, what would make it successful? So it's kind of almost forgetting your idea in a way. Um, so to know that you're actually willing to change your ideas to suit what is needed. Um, so avoid design fixation. Next up, we're going to hear from Demi Pendakis from Find Your Glow. Demi spoke about the importance of being authentic and how authenticity can really help a brand. But he also had a bonus second piece of advice because, you know, it's hard to choose just one. So listen in to hear the two pieces of advice that Demi really wants you to hear. Oh, just one. Um, uh, authenticity. I'll let, I'll let you have more than one if you need. Okay. To. <laughs> no, authenticity. Just be true to to. I would say be true to what it is you're trying to create. Don't veer from that. Have it all written down. I mean, every decision you make, just make sure that it's authentic. And nobody, everyone can tell a contrived brand straight away. Everyone can tell a copycat straight away. Um, so yeah, authenticity, and do that by by researching. Um, but what I would say is, as a second one is do whatever you can to keep your costs down because it's very, very easy to get out of control. Um, you think about all the research and developments, et cetera, that you're doing. Um, it just, yeah, just make sure you got, you got an eye over your costs, um, but authenticity and, and that, because ultimately it's all cash flow for a young business. So many, so many businesses close within the first three years, just purely because of cash flow as well. Uh, so from my perspective, you've got, you've got to have an eye on that and whatever you're developing. So up now is Cara Sayer from Snooze Shade. So Cara, again, had two pieces of advice for us. So you're definitely getting some bonus advice this episode. Um, following on from Demi talking about being authentic, that's actually something else that Cara touches on, on in her advice, um, which I thought was really interesting. And she also speaks about USP. And she had some brilliant points about your USP or unique selling point, um, which is something I haven't heard anyone else actually say. So it might give you something to think about. I think I would say just make sure you're really clear on your USP, which is your unique selling point. And like I say, that isn't necessarily the unique selling point of the product. It could be the unique selling point of the customer service experience. It could be the unique selling point of how you deliver it and package it. It could be the unique service, unique selling um, point of the fact that, you know, you you sell a tea brand and you donate to, um, you know, elephant sanctuaries in India, you know, whatever it might be, but, but find something. Um, so I'd say there's that one, find something unique. And the other thing I would say as well is 
the Amazon world is full of a lot of people. It's quite funny whenever I go to Amazon events because it's full of people who are selling like, you know, seven, eight figures or whatever. And they, and if you say to them, what do you do? They're like, oh, I'm in the baby category or I'm in the pets category. And I'm like, oh, no, I do stew shade. And they're like, what? Hmm, sorry. You know, because it's all very secretive and no one likes to share what they do. And I'm like, I don't care because I'm a real, I consider myself a brand. I just happen to use Amazon as a sales channel. Um, but I would say that, you know, one of my top tips is if you're not afraid of putting your face out there, is you know add a bit of personality to your listings on Amazon and and to your website make it about the real you or you know give the give customers a story because they like stories they like a re- to be given a reason why they should support you over some other faceless entity and you know if you go to any of my listings uh, and you're welcome to they're not I do them all they're not particularly brilliantly done but again doesn't have to be perfect just has to work and you know you'll see there's pictures of me on there pictures of my daughter um, I talk about the fact that it's invented by a mum, you know, because that is actually part a very important part of the story. And Amazon particularly and the Internet is quite a faceless, personality less place. So the more you can do to make people actually care about why they should buy from you, the better, I think, really. Next up, we have some great advice from Claire Grant. And this advice is particularly relevant to those of you in the very early days, perhaps just starting out with your business. It would be, don't be afraid to try everything yourself. Um, I, from the outset, was very set that I wanted to do every step along the way and learn about what it took to actually create a brand. And I think there's some amazing experts out there. And certainly in time, I might outsource more of what I do, but I've learned a huge amount from actually having to do the marketing, the sales, the branding. Um, I've done every step along the way. And I think that has definitely um, held me in good stead and allowed me to make sure the brand's exactly as I want it. I think sometimes when you use experts too soon um, or you outsource things like your branding, then it is very expensive. So it's, a, it's an upfront cost, but it's not always authentic to what you wanted it to be. Um, and so, yeah, that would be my thing is don't be afraid to to try everything yourself. It might take a bit longer, but I think it definitely pays off in the end. Next up is Vic Wood from Greener Beauty. And Vic's advice is actually in direct contradiction, really, to the advice you've just heard from Claire. But the reason I wanted to include it is because I feel like there is no one size fits all. Um, not every piece of advice you hear today or anywhere else is going to resonate with you or with everyone. And um, I think it's really good to get lots of lots of perspectives which is why I love each of these interviews because everyone has something else to bring including the advice that they give so um I would love now for you to hear what Vic has to say I think if I could go back and do it all again I'd probably work out a way to work with experts from the beginning and I know that makes it difficult because there's not always the budget to do that but the challenge is you know you could spend five years doing your own ad campaigns or your own accountants and it just it just will take you so much longer and it's more not only it's a time thing it's also the efficiency thing I would say you know do your best to invest as much as you can on getting the right people on board our next piece of advice comes from Marika from Snackzilla. Marika's advice is also relevant to anyone in the really early stages of creating a business um, and it's all around asking for help and who you might thinking about asking I think my number one tip would be before you start, really reach out to other people with similar products and really invite them for a coffee or a phone call 
and really, you know, <laughs> drill them for, sorry, drill them <laughs> for everything that they know. What are the highs? What are the lows? How much money have they really had to invest or raise to make their product successful? And just get as much info as you, as you can at that beginning stage before you start investing your time and money into doing anything because you will just learn so much from, from doing that network and getting that advice from other people. Um, so that's just so important before you start. Just talk to people who have, who have done it successfully, but also maybe not successfully. Really find out what were the lessons learned so you can take those lessons into your own business. Now you're going to hear a little chat with Kira from Pico and myself. Um, what we talk about is really more of a mindset um, hack or trick or point of view or however it is you want to say it. Um, and by the way, for anyone who listened to the original episode, no one has proven me wrong yet. Um, so if you think you can, please do get in touch because I genuinely would love to hear from you. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Um, I would say time, just like give it time because you know, we've only been started for three months, but I am in such a different place to where I was when I first started. And I'm in such a different place to when, before I started, I know so much more now from three months ago. And then three months before that, I know so much more. And you just have to, you know, I think we hear about these overnight successes of people that they start big and that's amazing that they do. They start businesses and they're a success straight away. But actually I think, you know, to start a business, you really do need to have time and you also need to have resilience, which I'm sure, you know, most founders um, know about. You just, you have to keep kind of going and don't burn yourself out, but give yourself time and really, you know, yeah, I would just say just keep going and you'll be, if you're stuck in somewhere right now, take a break and then you, you know, take a moment to kind of think everything over. And then in, you'll probably look back in three months time and be like, I got over that. And then I'm onto the, the next hurdle type thing. So yeah, just, I would say, give it time, give it time to get orders up and give it time to, you know, learn so much more to get to the next stage. Yeah. Time. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's really good advice. And you're right, because I think it can be really tempting to, I would be really tempting to sort of do everything quickly, or you can get really disheartening that things take time. But mm. I definitely think it's worth spending that. And that a lot of the, what am I trying to say? I think there's so much more time upfront than you realize, but it's all the stuff that's really important. like all the research and the stuff that feels like maybe you're not actually getting anywhere. But I think it's really good groundwork to be mm. doing. Definitely. Like I think about it when I was just, you know, sat on my um, desk um, every morning and Pico was really just a vision. I remember thinking, is it ever going to become like reality? Like at one point I was like, am I really going to get there? And if I can think of myself a year ago, I I feel like really, wow, okay, I did it. Like it's just a start and there's so much to come and I'm so, so excited about that. But I didn't, in a sense, I didn't think I'd be here at one point, but I am. And then hopefully, you know, I've got visions for the next six months and next year. And hopefully I can look back and be like, I actually did get here and, you know, be proud of that. And I think as well that it seems like a long time, but then I mean, I was mentioning big one before we started recording that we last spoke last year. And to me, the time in 
which between we last spoke and speaking to you today, when I look at how much you've done in that time, I just go, wow, you've done such a lot in a short space of time. So I think often we're quite hard on ourselves as well. But um, yeah, whenever you speak to any, any sort of company founder, they've always, always been working on it for much longer than, than you'd think. And actually even a lot of like massive companies now, um, and I know we're all small businesses, but when you even talk to massive companies, they some of them took like five, 10, 15 years to actually get to be, you know, a household name or in some cases get to be selling anything much at all, really, you know, see any kind of success. So I just think, yeah, we're often quite hard on ourselves, but it really doesn't matter how long it takes, does it? No, I know. And I think that is, again, maybe we have, like I said, you know, we, you see things like I even saw things and I was like, oh, but like you see these overnight success stories and all these kind of things. But mo- I don't think most companies do actually, it does happen like that. Um, so yeah, don't be disheartened that if, you know, I would say don't be disheartened if you haven't, if that doesn't happen for you, because yeah, there's so many companies that it didn't happen, but they have been huge successes, but it's taken time. So yeah, just give it time. Yeah. I think overnight success is actually a myth and um, I'm pleased if anyone wants to prove me wrong on that, that's fine. But I would say nine times out of 10, it's a myth. And actually that overnight success has probably been working away quietly for much longer than any of us realise. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, let us know anyone if um, prove us wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure I will be proven wrong on that. Okay. We're now going to hear from Trish from Autism Threads. Trish's advice follows on really well from what we just heard before from Kira. So I really wanted to share this advice with you and um, I'm sure lots of you will be able to resonate. Um, it's a really good, good question. I think don't, don't be sort of um, disillusioned by, you know, or um, fooled by people's success, especially on social media. There's the, you, you see it and you can't help but think all of these businesses with their very pretty posts and are, are you know, churning out the sales. It, it, that really isn't the truth. Um, it takes years, um, pandemics aside. And um, like you suggested earlier, to, to focus on your passions and your strengths, you have to, you know, you're going to have to work really hard. You, things that you do in the background, you won't realize that will actually start to generate sales. Um, you just have to keep, you have to keep at it. And I think my, my, you know, you have to, you have to make it, you have to tell yourself if you're, if you're a personality like me, who's, who's not full of self-confidence, you have to tell yourself that this is, that this is your business because when you're a mum and you're working from home and it's your own small business, you can't believe how, how, unimportant it can become to the rest of the family they just seem to assume that it just does its own thing in the background you know and 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 you drop everything for loads of washing for family lunches for school runs for yeah you have to you have to keep making it important for yourself you know last year i spoke to raksha patel about how she started up a business around bullet journaling raksha has some great advice to share with us now as well as um a quote that she uses which i absolutely love um see if you can spot which one it is what i would say is that there's a lot to learn um in this whole journey and you only really learn by doing and reflecting Um, And there's a quote that I love that describes this really well. It's, I hear and I forget, I see and I remember, I do and I understand. 
And this couldn't be more true because I always thought about starting a business or wanting to work for myself and spent years just putting myself off because I always thought I didn't have any good ideas or I don't know what to do. Um, and it was only after taking that first step of making a video that I really started understanding how to offer something valuable to others. And so it's when you actually try to do something and then reflect on what you've done and refine it along the way, that's when you truly understand your offering. Um, so my advice would be to take a small step, act on one of your thoughts, whether it's just sharing something online or testing, making a small sample of a product to try and sell. Um, the more you try to do something and then reflect and refine it along the way, the closer you'll get to creating something special. Now, Charlotte Phillips has some advice to share with us. And Charlotte's advice applies whether you're right at the start of your business. But equally, I think whatever stage you are, however long you've been in business for, this is definitely something that it's always worth remembering. Be adaptable. Um, as I've explained to you, we started out with one idea of how we were going to run the business. We had to change due to a pandemic. Um, now, I wouldn't ever wish a pandemic on anybody and hopefully current situation um, uh, regardless um, no one would have to deal with something as big and potentially damaging as that when they're setting up but I think you don't know what the market is going to be like be it online be it selling through Amazon be it selling it actually face to face so it's a really good idea to just be adaptable, be ready to change, to, to tweak. Don't go into this with too set an idea of exactly how it's going to work, because I think you're going to set yourself up for failure if you do. So that would be my one piece of advice would be be adaptable. Next, I'd love you to hear from Bob and Briar. She has some great advice for you, which is based on her own experience. So if you haven't listened yet to her episode, that's a great one to listen to for a bit of context around the advice she's going to share with us. I'm trying to think, I want it to be like golden advice. You know, I want it to be like the be all <laughs> and end all of like advice. I would say change if you feel like it's going to make you happier, because if your business isn't making you happy, then why are you doing it? You know, it, the whole point of it is that it gives you freedom and it, it gives you purpose and you, you can live your life on your terms. Um, and that's why I got in, got into it. So if it's not making you happy, then change it to make you happy. Um, and also additionally, if you have extra stock, sell it and make some money. <laughs> so yeah, that's my, that's my advice. <laughs> The next advice we're going to hear is from Amanda Davey, who actually had two pieces of advice to share with you. Don't worry, they're really succinct and they are both definitely worth hearing. Can I do two? Of course you can do two. Uh, advice we were given um, was make your mistakes while you're small. But there's another bit of advice and that is be patient. Go for the long game, not 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 try and do the, the get rich quick models because they blow up and then down again very often. Now you're going to hear Georgina Robinson from Juniper Studios and myself have a little chat. Um, so Georgina had some really great advice. It's um, Georgina did say what well, initially it wasn't about selling products, although she did agree in the end that actually it, it is. Um, but I think this is great to listen to or, and to remember when you're having tough times and you're just trying to sort of 
stay in touch with why you're doing what it is that you're doing? I think it would just be to make sure you're still having fun with it. Um, make sure you're enjoying it because I think that really does come across in, especially as a small business when it tends to be one person or a few people doing everything. If you're not passionate about it and enjoying it and doing it for the right reasons, your content and marketing and, and reason isn't going to resonate with a customer. Um, but also it's got to be about your quality of life as well. Like there's very few people that will choose to work, um, if they didn't need to, but actually it, I don't know. It's not, I'm not making sense. Am I making sense? You are making sense. I think you're right. Cause I think you need to enjoy it because, um, otherwise like, it's a job. And I guess that a lot of us, if we didn't want to be doing what we were doing, would go and get a job. Mm. Um, so you have that. I, I agree. You have to, you have to want to do it because running a business isn't easy and, you know, you have to put in hours, maybe, you know, work more hours, maybe you'd like to, and uh, you know, the income might not always be where you want it to be. So I think you do have to have that reason to keep going. Um, because it's hard. And I think if you're not enjoying it, then it's much harder to keep going when you have those hard days or weeks or months even. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's what I'm getting at basically. And just keep checking in with yourself and make sure that you are because it's really stressful and it's really hard work. And the hours are actually way longer than if you're working for someone else. But obviously there's the huge perks of working for yourself and running your own business as well. Um, but yeah, I think my biggest thing is just keep checking in with yourself and making sure you're still doing it for the right reasons and for you and your family. Um, I guess it's not really a tip on how to get your product out there and sell it, but, um, ultimately I think it actually is because I think it does come through in small businesses as a whole, when someone is genuinely enjoying and loving what they do. Em Royston from Chasing Threats is now going to share some advice with us, um, which is something that I've definitely taken on board myself over the last few years. And, um, I think while you're listening to this, it actually might be worth thinking for yourself, how much of a good boss are you? And, um, love to know your thoughts on this. Yeah, no problem. I think it's probably maybe more down to kind of how I think, you know, a lot of product creators and small businesses work on their own and the whole kind of, um, the benefit of, of having your own business is, you know, that flexibility of life style. And, um, I think that can be quite hard to kind of to work with your own energy and like, you know, work with your own time when you're feeling creative and when you're feeling actually like I can't, I don't, I don't feel creative today, but you know, um, I, bas- I guess basically I'm trying to say is like the whole point of, of being your own boss is to be a good boss to yourself and not sort of give yourself a hard time if things aren't like going that well. I, I used to just set myself kind of a nine to six working day, but actually I found that that's not necessarily the best way to be productive. And, you know, if I'm just sat at my computer, just not really achieving anything, then I do just go for a walk and listen to a podcast or I'm lucky that I can stitch as part of my kind of work. Um, even though it feels really weird, especially like a cross stitch, uh, sorry, a trade show time when I'm trying to stitch up samples and I'm manically cross stitching. It doesn't feel like work, but um, yeah, I think just kind of, yeah, allowing yourself to to use time as as it works for you and, and give yourself a break if, you know, it's not all happening every day. Because I think I went through a few years at the beginning when I really did late hours and weekends and I really put all of my energy into my business. And that's, you know, put me in the position I am in now, um, where I don't necessarily have to burn the candle all the time. 
and yeah, just allowing myself to sort of work with my energy when I'm feeling creative and I know that it'll come back. Um, so yeah. We are changing gears slightly in this penultimate piece of advice and we're going to hear some really practical business advice from our last two contributors to this episode. So first we're going to hear from Taz from Very Crafty who's got some really practical but really useful advice for you. That's a really good question. That's why I leave it till the end because it's tricky. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, into a false sense of security but being, oh yes, this is nice and then a hard-hitting question. (laughs) Um, I really, th- oh, I think the main thing is, is getting your numbers right. I can't stress this enough about everything. So I have this spreadsheet and it's, I don't know, I think it's about 27 columns long or something like that. And it talk and it goes through every single bit of cost that it takes for me to produce either a bag of tea to sell or a craft kit to sell. Um, and it talks about bags labels pr- uh, processing costs on the website uh, so you know so like um so my, my website's through shopify so it'll um the cost that shopify take per sale postage how much um you know paypal takes all these sorts of things and it all works and i've done it at every single point and then work out how much it costs to sell that before i end up with a price i didn't do that for about Two and a, uh, no, probably longer than that. Probably three years I hadn't had that. And I worked out that I was selling things cheaper than it was costing me to, to make it, which is not really a good thing when, you, when you're in a business. So, um, so, um, so, yeah, so if I could start again, that would definitely be it because not one, I guess, it would is obviously you don't get into the thing that I was, that you're not selling things cheaper than what you're, it's costing you to get and make. Um, two, it you'll be, be able to build in quite a nice, uh, you know, margin or profit for you as well. But also, like three is like you can build in potential uplifts in costs that you that you might incur from, like uh, you know, like you know, uh, over the pandemic, like nobody could get cardboard boxes, and cardboard boxes that I was buying for thirty p went up to like a pound fifty each, and it was, you know, all these sorts of things, and it was you can take a little bit of the hit of that for a small amount of time, but not if it was for, for, you know, forever. So it's, you can work out, you can change, you know, small amount of figures, you know, your figures in this, you know, in your spreadsheet to say, you know, if it did go up a thousand percent, how much is that going to affect the, you know, what I end up getting or, you know, will I have to pass that cost on to the consumer and how, if I do, how do I, you know, explain that to them. How do I mitigate that if I can or all these sorts of things? So, yes, my one piece of advice would be to make sure your numbers are correct, because it will end. It will save so much heartache and headache later on when you have to keep up in your prices um, because you've not factored that in until the beginning. Our very final piece of advice comes from Janet Murray. And to give a little bit of context, I asked Janet for her number one piece of advice for creating content around your product, because I know that's something that a lot of us can find really tricky. And Janet is an expert in this area. So here she is with her advice for us. I think it would be to almost put your product aside and to focus on your ideal customer or client. What problems does your product or service solve for them that's key but also what problems that have they got that would bring you 
bring them to your product in the first place so to use you know hair products as an example my daughter does the curly the curly girl method and I've bought her all sorts of stuff like silk caps and silk pillows and all that kind of stuff like just really thinking what else would that person you know want information on like my daughter watched multitude of videos on how to you know you sell, you might sell silk caps but actually your ideal client is also looking for the best brush to buy or they're also looking for the best um leaving conditioner or whatever and, and actually sometimes it's a bit about being brave enough to talk about other people's products or methods because that's what your ideal customers or clients want and rather than making them not buy your stuff it will bring them closer because they will see you as an expert that's my actually top tip actually to finish is you instead of seeing yourself as someone who sells a product see yourself as an expert in the problem that your product solves if that makes sense so that is it. That is all of our advice for this episode. So thank you so much for all the contributors to this episode. Um, you may not have known you were going to make it here, but you did. Um, thank you so much for sharing your advice with us. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you find these episodes valuable. I know that when I ask this question at the end of each podcast interview I do, I always get such, you know, such unique answers, such different answers, but ultimately such valuable advice. Um, and I I think it's really great to have this all in one place so that people can you know just pick up these top tips it's great hearing everyone's stories and everyone's journeys but I love hearing what people say to this question and I hope that you do too so thank you for listening all the way to the end of this very special episode I can't believe I've been doing this for three years now that's such a long time and um, in some ways in other ways not thank you again for being here and if this is your very first listen thank you so much as well for giving this podcast a try and um, I will be back with another episode for you next week thank you so much for listening right to the end of this episode do remember that you can get the full back catalogue and lots of free resources on my website vickyweinberg.com please do remember to rate and review this episode if you've enjoyed it and also share it with a friend who you think might find it useful thank you again and see you next week If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.